0: What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the podcast, and I'm your host, Ralph Fee. Welcome back to Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries, or CFM, as I call it, CFM, and I hope everybody's doing okay, everybody's doing all right, and we are here this beautiful weekend, well, in Florida, it's uh, it's still beautiful. It's a little bit cold, it's a little cold, and in Florida, if it's 60 degrees, 50 it's freezing so people are out here um you know with their jackets on and stuff (laughs) acting like it's the end of the world and i'm talking about these are people from new york who grew up in new york i'm one of them so but today man today we are going to talk about five murders that took place in christmas since we are in december the season of christmas of giving even though we have this COVID crap all over this shit all over the place, it, that's just what it is. COVID shit. It's COVID shit all over the place, and it just it just freaking sucks, man. It just freaking sucks, you know. But we're still gonna celebrate Christmas, you know. We're not obviously we not gonna celebrate it like we used to, just because of you know this because we don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows. I don't care what anybody says nobody knows everybody's all over the place we are all over the place and so are the holidays but anyway aside from that let's uh <laughs> i was gonna say let's lighten the moon and talk about murder but that doesn't make any sense but let's go ahead and get to what we are talking about here and this is five holiday murders and I got this info from, I always like to say where I get this info from, InTouchWeekly.com. And this was an article written by Josie Rhodes Cook. Shout out to Josie Rhodes Cook. I don't know who she is, but she got me this. So, uh, well, for us. And uh, it was written, it was published December 25th, 2019. That was last year before all our heads were going crazy. At 10 a.m. It is a true crime publishing InTouchWeekly.com. so on the 12th day of christmas a roundup of murders that took place on the holidays that's the name of the article it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year but crime doesn't stop just because it's christmas there are actually a disturbing number of murders that took place on christmas either the day of or the night before on christmas eve so let's take a look at some of these most gruesome killings that happened over the years, over the holidays, over Christmas. The Sauter Family Murders. This one is more of a suspicious death case than a cut-and-dry murder. On Christmas Eve 1945, a fire ripped through the home of George and Jenny Sauter and their family and in the city of fayetteville west virginia four of their children survived but the bodies of the other five children have never been found according to the crime and investigation so did they really die Georgia was a critic of benito mussolini and the fascist government of italy and one conspiracy theory suggests the mafia took the children their parents never gave up hope and the ch- that the children had survived And even put up a billboard, offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to the recovery of any of them. George and Jenny died, still believing their children could be alive. I remember hearing this theory. I remember hearing this, yeah, this conspiracy theory, if you want to call it, about this family. Their children were missing, the house burned down, and it does seem like a mafia hit when you think about it. But let's keep going. This is going to be a quick one. A Star Wars connection. David and Roger Cooper plotted to poison Samina Imam in 2014 through text messages coded with Star Wars phrases. The Mirror reported she was having an affair with Roger. And although she believed that by 2015 they they would be together publicly, he didn't want his wife to know about their relationship. Vice reported. The brothers decided to kill Imam and spent months planning the murder. They first attempted to have David abduct her on December 12, exchanging messages like "Death star complete" and "Stay on target. You are expected, Vader." But the plan failed. Then on Christmas Eve 2014, Roger and Imam arrived at David's home in Leicester and David smothered her with a rag soaked in chloroform. David disposed of the poor woman's body just hours after her death, after police were informed she was missing following Boxing Day. Her car was found miles away from her body on January 4th, 2015, Vice reported. Finally, after a tip from the public, her body was found and the brothers were arrested on suspicion of murder on January 7th, 2014. On October 21st, 2015, Roger and David were both found guilty of murder and are still sitting in jail to this day. Shame on them bastards using Star Wars for their dirty, dirty game. Jesus. and I can't believe they're still sitting in jail. Like, why does it take so long? If you know they're guilty, you already know. Why not just... Why do you have to keep paying for them, keep feeding them, keep giving, you know, sustaining their life? I don't understand that. I mean, I'm not the judge, jury or executioner. I have been on a jury, but I'm not judge or executioner. But still, you know, the next one is the Santa Covina, the Santa of Covina on Christmas Eve 2008 in Covina, California, California. You are infamous for some crazy murders, man. Bruce Pardo went to his ex-wife's family home after a week, a week after his divorce was finalized and began shooting, according to The 13th Floor, which is a publication. There were 25 people inside and nine were killed. One of the most bizarre aspects of the Covina massacre, Pardo's entered the home dressed in a Santa Claus suit. If that doesn't send chills down your spine, nothing will. Pardo also set the house on fire, and three others were injured in the shooting. His ex-wife, her parents, and her two brothers and their wives, her sister, and her nephew were all victims in the massacre. The following morning on Christmas Day, Pardo died from a self-inflicted gunshot to the head at his brother's home in the early hours of the morning, and he never faced justice. I'm sure wherever he's at, he's facing justice. I hope. From December 24th to December 26, 1992, six people were killed and two injured in one of the worst killing sprees in Dayton, Ohio's history, the Dayton Daily News reported. The massacre became known as the Christmas Killings and began when Laura Taylor, DeMarcus Smith, Heather Matthews, and Marvelous Keene shot their first victim, Joseph Wilkerson, to death on December 24th inside of his home. They continued their shooting spree for days. Their initial motive was robbery. But when Keene grew paranoid about snitches, according to crime investigation, two of the victims were killed when the group became concerned they could implicate the four in the other deaths. The killers were arrested on December 26th, and Taylor, Smith, and Matthews are serving life sentences for murder. Keen was convicted in five of the killings and was executed by lethal injection on July 21st, 2009. Now, that was pretty quick. I don't know what happened there, who was the prosecutor or what, but that was quick. And the next one, folks, is probably the most popular and the most probably one of, one of the most known and one. That's probably I think is in every true crime podcasters of any kind of true crime, however it is that you deliver the podcast. I think this one's talked about in all of them. And that is John Bene Ramsey. Now, if you don't know who John Bennet Ramsey is, just listen to any podcast, go down their list, and you will find John Bene Ramsey. Except in mine, because I haven't talked about her. I've mentioned her, but I haven't really talked about her. And this is probably the most I'm gonna talk about her. And I only and only I only do that because not out of disrespect for her or the family or whatever, but it's because so many other people have talked about it. I'm not going to be, I don't know what else there is to say unless something new comes out. i will going talk about it. So John Bonet Ramsey murders. John Bonet Ramsey was found dead on Christmas day at her family's home in Boulder, Colorado. A handwritten ransom note was found in the house and her father, John, Found the girl's body in the basement of their house around eight hours after she was reported missing. The six-year-old took a blow to the head that broke her skull, and she had been strangled. A garrote was found. Uh, garrote. I hope I said that right. Was found tied around her neck. Her death was ruled a homicide, at, and at first, authorities suspected that Javonnie's parents and her brother Burke Ramsey were involved in the murder. They were later cleared following DNA testing. The crime is still unsolved and remains open with the Boulder Police Department. Folks, those are five, I believe, if I'm counting right. Murders that happened on Christmas or I mean, around the holidays. So, like they said, christmas you know, crime does not take a back seat to any holiday. It doesn't matter what it is. Love's Halloween but it loves all the other ones just the same. It's an equal opportunity uh thing. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Equal opportunity thing. And it will bring its ugly head around wherever whenever whatever time. So you've got to be careful. There's signs to look for, things to avoid. You know, to, you know, to try to avoid. I'm sorry, there's no avoiding it. If it's gonna happen, God forbid it is going to happen. But you know, there's ways to keep yourself safe and signs to look for. I watch a lot of true crime, and you know, if you you watch the, those true crime shows, like I do, that's the most that's the thing I mostly watch. That in horror movies, you start to develop like another sense for danger. Give you an example. Before we go in this short episode, I uh, I was driving one time, and it was late at night. Now, I carry a gun, but I had to stop for gas. I was by myself. I was not in the most lit area of town. Lit meaning I, there was literally not a lot of lights out. It was like kind of a rural but it was kind of a run down little part of town. And there was a gas station. A little lonely gas station. With not all the lights were on. It had a little. A uh, little. Uh, little store in the middle. You know the gas stations got the little stores. At least here in Florida. And um, you know where you could buy your drinks and cigarettes and shit. And. But. There was. I swear I saw. As, as I was pulling in. I had, you know, I had like about a quarter tank and I, I could make it home. But I was like, let me just fill up, you know, before I go home. And I, like I said, I carry a gun and I stopped at the pump. And the, the where I stopped, I saw that I didn't have a clear view of anybody coming around. And if I did see somebody, it would be at the last minute. Across the street was Forrest, around the corner around the corner of where the little shop was if you looked around super dark couldn't see anything i swore i saw people there and then they and they went around and my instinct told me get the hell out of there forget about the gas and i didn't even unlock the car i didn't even take the seatbelt off i put it in drive mind you i'm 250 pounds that doesn't mean anything i'm a veteran i fired many guns I've worked in law enforcement for six years, I do self-defense, it doesn't matter, if you can avoid it, avoid it, I'm not Superman, I don't know who's out there, I don't know what's out there, so I just left, went home, and I filled up the next day in my beautiful full mobile gas station that was, or that's around my house. Full. I went to 7 Eleven and got me a slurpee too, so. But it's those kind of things. I know I got that instinct, you know. And everybody should have it. You know, you you can't prevent anything. It could happen anywhere. I could've, you know, got, we got into an accident or whatever. Anywhere and it would have been just as bad. But you know, when you have when when your gut tells you, hey, maybe you should just keep going. Keep going all right that's all i got for you this week man very busy week i apologize guys um i've I've got a lot of stuff i just haven't had time to really put it together got back to work came back from vacation and just went straight back to work and been working and the holidays coming i gotta start buying gifts i gotta do this i gotta get braces for my son that's the classic you already know how that is a couple thousand dollars and this is christmas And this is corona. And a lot of people were oh man, it's oh my goodness, boy. Anyway, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow me on YouTube. What I'm doing now on YouTube, on um on my YouTube channel, uh it's called True Crime and Horror. Just put true crime and horror, and you'll see the same picture you see on this podcast: Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries. And it says Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries. I gotta fix all that, but channel is true crime and horror. And you will see I got three videos up now. One is a episode a podcast, but it's a video one. And the other two is um I react kind of a reaction review. Right now I'm doing the the devils in the details. To go check that out, the devils in the details. That's that is a true crime show that is on True Crime Doc that is on, um, came out in 2014. It's on Amazon Prime, and I'm watching it. Uh, the videos are fairly long, about 20 minutes, give or take, 25 minutes. And it's just me watching it and going over the case as it's happening. I think it's entertaining because I, like, I like watching those videos, so I said, let me start making them. I also have a review channel where I review gear. Totally different. No, they don't have to do with murder. But anyway, I will see y'all on the next smoke.